Come on, give him praise today. Come on, give the Lord praise today. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. With those hands raised to the Lord. Father, I thank you for a day and an hour of miracles among the people of God. I thank you for your holy presence among us. Thank you for your word, which is able to deliver us, direct us, connect us. Thank you, Father. I praise you for it. Release it over your people today. Get glory and honor through your word. In Jesus' name, hug your neighbor and say, we are in for something awesome today. Come on. attention today to what the Lord is speaking to you. Um, I felt so strong about this. I ask Elder Yule that God continually, accurately uses to deliver the word of the Lord. I've asked him to deliver to you what the Lord spoke to him. Was that this morning or this week? This morning. This morning. He didn't know what I was going to share, but God knew. So I want to prelude what the short, short word that I have, say short word. You don't sound like you have any faith, I mean. It's kind of amazing. Look at me, yeah, short word, yeah. Amen. Say good word, amen. <laughs> that I want to deliver, but not without this preamble, okay? Not without this preference. Amen. This is a word we gave in the reset class. This is a season of intense blessing. This is a season of intense blessing in the midst of conflict, in the midst of warfare. As the woman suffered the issue of blood for 12 years and was healed after 12 years, examine the last 12 years of your life, your family, for reoccurring old cycles of negativity, cursing, devastation, and trouble. Discern it and contend against it. I will break the old cycles of devastation within the last 12 years. I will deliver. I will provide wisdom. I will give you the keys of the kingdom to stop the old cycle and to engage the new cycle of intense, suffered blessing. Amen. Did you hear that? Tap your neighbor on the shoulder. Breaking old cycles. Duran, how are we doing? Can we roll that up? There's a song. There's a song that I've been grooving to for the last several months. They just redid the song. In fact, he, Jonathan uh, did, redid the song with, uh, with uh, Molly. Yeah, they just redid it. Well, I, I don't know which one you got. Whichever one, uh, if you, whichever one, roll it for me. See if you know this song. Check me out. Audience online. See if you know this song. Hey, I'm closing chapters. Closing chapters. I'm turning pages. Turning pages. Glory to glory. And from faith to faith. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm getting older. So I'll keep 
it straight It hurts to let go But it hurts more to stay I'm moving on I'm moving on Hey, I'm moving Hey, hey to this song. This is a song that's up by uh, John, by Molly Music and John and Jonathan McReynolds. If you don't have it, get it. Is that all right? How many of you said those words are speaking my, speaking, speaking. Look at your neighbor. You need to move on from where you are. Quickly, quickly. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter one. Deuteronomy chapter one. And we're going to move. 
When he said breaking old cycles, I said, oh, Lord. And I was wrestling with this all week. And finally this morning, I just said, well, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? And then I just held it. And then um, he gave powerful confirmation. Thank you, sir, for being so obedient. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6 through 8. It says, the Lord our God spoke to us at Horeb. This is what he said. You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Would you say that to your neighbor? You've stayed long enough at this mountain. Verse 7 says, turn and set your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors in Arabah, in the hill country, and in the low country, and in the Negev, and by the seacoast, and the land of the Canaanites, and Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, verse 8, open your eyes, see, I have placed the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to them and to their descendants. Tap your neighbor, hit him a high five, says, you're the descendant. Tap him, say, you're the descendant. I, will, I promise you, if you stay with me, act like you get this, this will be painless, amen. So here's the picture. They've been circling around and around in this desert. You could preach a message on how they got there. Fear and disobedience got them in a cycle of repeated failure. Fear and disobedience brought the people of God into a place where they were just going around and around in circles. Billy Preston wrote the song and said, here we go, round in circles. If you injure a bird with one wing and you can still fly, the best it can do is go around in circles. And they were in that place of, well, we know that rock. Well, we know that bush. It's grown since the last time we went this way. You know what's horrible? You know what, what's, 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 we, we use the term, I, I, my, my grandchildren sometimes will call me and say this, and I, when they say it, the little hair that I have left stands up on the back of my head. I'm bored. Boredom is a state of mind, it's a decision. Tap in and say boredom is a decision that you bring on yourself. Bored is what happens when you're not doing what you ought to be doing. Bored happens when you have responsibility and you're not fulfilling it. Bored happens when you have many other options to you, but you want to do what you want to do and you can't do what you want to do. So anything you do do is, yeah, anything you do do is boring. It's a condition we bring on ourselves. Going around in the same circle, repeating the same things. And many of us, that's exactly the way we feel. This morning, we're going to take some steps. We're going to go forward. We're going to break out of a pattern in our lives that keeps us locked, set, with no 
new excitement and without the freedom of, of, of new scenery, new happenstance and circumstance that God wants to bring in your life. How do you get there? Same way they got there. Because they didn't do what God commanded them to do. That disobedience put them in a way God didn't destroy them. He just let them, he just gave them over to their own devices. Cycles or negative cycles, negative cycles are usually the making of our own hand. And God said to them, he came to Joshua. This is amazing. I like it. Let it be your word today. You've been at this mountain long enough. Look at your neighbor. Come on, tell them. You've been at that mountain long enough. You should understand where they were. Horeb is the, it's, it's actually translated a waste place. It's a place of decay. It's a place of desolation. There's no accident that when they came to this place, God spoke to them. Sometimes that's the way we feel like, you know, I'm not making the progress. I'm not seeing the breakthrough. I mean, oh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I have, I'm surviving. I, I, I have enough to, to be, to sustain, but I'm not, I'm not getting what I anticipated. Well, God wants to break it in your life today. How many of you, you say, oh Lord, I want you to break that. I want you to take Horeb out of my life today. You might say Horeb was a horrible place. See, your heart, it beats to the rhythm of your destiny. It's the song that fills your life and the vision that compels you forward. It's your destiny that gives purpose to your steps. Everyone has a destiny. Everyone has a destiny. But not everyone walks in the pathway to fulfill it. There are no births without the purpose of God. You cannot be here without a purpose already pre-planned for you. God does not make mistakes. And though men and women, even in conception, are not always consenting to the conception, but God consented to the conception. And that's why you're here. To break out of a life that is not, not exciting, not fulfilling, out of a life that is bored how many of you say I want out I want out of that life I want into the life that God planned for me you know you know your life has got to be exciting the one that he planned because he's an exciting God so hurry 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 so I'm going to say to you today that coming out of the waste place the place of decay the place of isolation for many people they they are around people but they're isolated inside because they're not getting their prayers answered or they're not moving forward as they anticipated and for God to answer you then God needs to reset your focus in the same way that he did with the children of Israel he said see 
And then, in other words, open your eyes. I want you to look where I want you to go. In fact, when you're focused on your present path, it just, what it does, it's, it, it programs you in that same way. Look at your week. What, are, what is your week like? What happens to you from Monday through Sunday? What exciting is breaking forth? What progress are you making toward what you know have been your dreams? And how are you making in the destiny that God has planned for you? It's very different when God is moving. It's very different when you're following him. You know, if God moves, that means we follow. And it's also uneventful when you go through the motions. How do you get out of the cycle? What do you do? Well, God told them what to do. I said, I want you to turn and set your journey. And this is amazing. I won't break it. He's, he tells them, there are those who hate you and there's an enemy of your life. I want you to turn from this safe mountain, but boring, to your enemy or to the place where I, I point you. Reset what you're looking at. And, and may I say that, that much of the body of Christ their problem is because what they're looking at has locked them into a habit pattern of unproduction, of non-productivity. A pattern, and for many of the body, much of the body, of shame. The things they watch are the things that have captivated their hearts. And in that captivation, they don't see what God wants to do with them. For many of us, it's a matter of changing our focus literally what we are looking at what you look at enough you become tell your neighbor what i said what you look at enough you become that's how god has made you he's made you and i that way that we become what we behold and what you behold long enough actually begins to reform inside of you you have to change what you're looking at god said to them I want you to refocus. I want you to reset yourself. Not this mountainous, arduous, continual boredom life that, that you're living. I need you to look at something different. For many of us, that rechange of focus has to be from what's happening to you back to his word. When you refocus back on his word, he begins to speak. And when he begins to speak, power is available to break where you've been, where you've been going, and where you're headed. So I want you to change where you're looking. Refocus. Refocus, he says to them. God gives them the day on the 14th day, the first day of the 11th month. One generation from the time they started out. One generation from the time they started out to enter the land. Exactly one generation from the time when the, when the elders refused to go. Those that remain alive. You remember, God told them, all right, we're going over into the land. We're going we're gonna to destroy the giants. We're going to take the land. And they said, I don't know. You see the size of them boogers? I mean, the people. They said, oh, I don't, I don't know. You remember, the 12th, right? The two spies came back and said, hey, 
He, oh, the land is amazing. By the way, one of the, when you don't focus on the provision, when you don't focus on the promise, when you don't focus on what God promised you, then you, you start looking at what hinders you. And once you start looking at what hinders you, 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 you opt out for safety. That's exactly what happened to them. When God gives you a promise and a direction, there's always an enemy to overcome. They said no. And for 40 years, by the way, to the day, to the day that they defunct and decided not to go, the 14th day on the first day of the 11th month, one generation from the time they started out to enter the land, God speaks to them again. You've been here. Talk to your neighbor. You've been, you've been at that mountain long enough. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to, I want you to refocus on what I'm saying. Then he points them toward their enemy. And he says, I want you to go there. And he names the enemy. I want you to go, I want you to refocus, turn from this to that. Reset your focus. At the door of your future, there's always an enemy. Tell your neighbors that there's an enemy at the door of your future. But if you're going to get your future, you've got to go through that enemy. Your true enemy is the resistance that stands between you and your future, between you and your destiny, between you and your God-given promises. God didn't lie to you when he told you what he was going to do. God didn't lie to you by the prophetic word. He spoke the truth. He cannot lie, but there's no lie in him. There are many of you here, you have been in a bored financial cycle for all of 20. Look, you can, you can get increased and still be bored because you've not gone over into the overabundance. Hey, how many of you say today, let's, 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 go on over, let's go on over where the prosperity is. How many of you, how many of you will say, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. For many of you, you we started last week by responding just out of our hearts. In faith, you know you can't move with God without faith. You can't move with God. You, listen to me. If you don't believe, it don't matter what you say. If you're going to go with God, then you and I have to have a different point of view. We have to decide, look, Lord, I'm, I, I will follow you. And I will I'll not look at that which 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 does not profit me. I won't pay attention. Look, some of you have some great programs. You know, when, in, in my, um, the early, my, in my teen years, the, the parents would have what they call, do you watch the stories? I don't know how many of you remember that from your parents. And they were faithful every day, two o'clock, three o'clock. How many of you know what I'm talking about? General Hospital, as the world throws up. I'm sorry. Uh, what, what happened? Y'all know what it was. What, what, what is it? As the world throws up? Oh, as the world turns, yeah. 
what? One life? All my children. Days of our lives. Man, those, our parents were locked. They could tell you the whole scenario for two and three and four and five weeks back. By the way, what that is, what that, what that power is, we, there's something in us that gets hooked on the narrative. I'm going to talk to you about that later. Because God wants to hook us on his narrative and unhook us from the narrative they've been spilling out on us. They would watch that thing absolutely positively, continually, and my God, and they would stop, the whole world would stop. They'd be cleaning that vacuum cleaner, shut that vacuum cleaner off and put it in the cone. they take that apron, take the apron off, sit down on the couch. If they didn't do that, they're washing dishes. They had a little bitty TV with the rabbit ears, with the tinfoil on the rabbit ears, sitting on the, on the kitchen sink. Because they're going to watch them stories. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm tired of this mountain. You know, the only way you can, the only way you, they would become addicted. You become addicted to what you continually watch. Whatever you're allowing to feed your spirit. And God said to Joshua, you've been here long enough. You've been in this pain long enough. You've been in this frustration long enough. You've been in this halted position long enough. You have been in your boredom long enough. You have been in your lack of supply long enough. You have been in your poverty long enough. You have been in your settled, quiet place long enough. Now see and turn. Tap in his head, it's time to turn. Tap in his head, time to turn. It's time to turn. He said, I want you to turn and face your enemy. Because in facing your enemy, he's standing right in front of your promise. Today, we're going to have an opportunity to do that. We're going to have an opportunity to break through your enemy. Did you know, you know, did you know that your, your worst enemy, your worst enemy is the one that you don't know about. The, the worst, the, the, your worst enemy who does the most devastation is the one who's hidden from you, acting like your friend. When you do not believe, when you, have, when you become complacent, when you become uh, un unresponsive, when you, when you become bored, you, you, what you're doing is you're shaking hands, putting your arms around your enemy, saying it's okay to be here. I'm not doing that bad. Well, look where I came from. Well, I just kind of get used to this pain. I just kind of endure it. Come on, tap your, tap your neighbor one more time. Get ready, sweetheart. Tap your neighbor one more time. Say, you have been at this mountain long enough.
In order for him to move on, he, he had to remember. Joshua had to remember because the, the Lord rehearsed the promise. I told you, I'm going to bring you in. You're going to have everything I told you you're going to have. I didn't lie to you. Here's what's going to cost you. You got to get your mind off them, off that track in the desert you've been living. I, you got to get your mind in a whole other direction. Because everything I have for you is over there. This, this morning, today, I want you to break the cycle. I want you to break the cycle of, of, of continual um, acceptance of your present financial position. You know what's, ba what's bad is when you're making more money than you ever have before and you become complacent in that place and you don't ever, you don't ever think if you're really going to get everything. You know, my sweetheart has been working on me for the last three or four weeks. And she said, baby, I want you to, you know, I want you to spend your money. I'd rather look at it in the account. Do I have anybody here that's kind of like that? I want to see it. I mean, you, you could have a need. I, I don't know if any of you like that. You could have a need. So we were in the store the other day, and I was trying on some shoes, and I took my shoe off. And I could look at the horror on my wife's face. I know she's seen my feet before. So it can't be my feet. Because the scripture said, beautiful are the feet that preach the gospel. <laughs> so she had this look on, she had this kind of a somewhere between disgust and shock. I was like, what, 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 what? She said, what socks do you have on? Now the person, we were in one of the, one of the more um, exclusive stores and the person had bought me these beautiful shoes to put on my feet. But I had to take my shoes off. I did. I took my shoes off. And when I was about to put my foot in, she's looking at me like, what? Uh, my socks, my toes were sticking through the holes. Now, you, you got to understand. That's not my way. I buy, I buy, I buy. And, and there was another one on the heel, that, on the whole bottom, and it was about to, my heel was about to break through that one. And, and the salesperson was so nice, and they acted like it was nothing. She was like, oh, God, God. Look at the bishop's feet. Is you don't think I take no better care of you than you know? But, well, I had bought I bought these socks. I won't I won't call the I won't call the company, so I won't shame them. I bought these. They were so comfortable. How many of you love comfortable socks? Man, these socks are so comfortable. But but see, even though they were comfortable, they were not. They don't. Those socks did not endure. And I, and, and, and I, and I had, I, 
I promise you, when I put them on that morning, there weren't no toes sticking through. That I could see. In the course of that day, I, I, my theory is that my feet had worked through and whatever break, you know. So by the time I got them shoes up, them toes would say, hey, y'all. I said, oh, my. Oh. She was disgusted. You, uh, we, need to go, we need to go buy some socks right now. Have you ever gotten settled? You, got, you just got settled. You're doing okay. You settled. You ain't even examined your socks. I bet you I went in your house right now. You got some socks about to break through right now. You just got, you just got settled. Not that you don't have no money. Just got settled. You can't go where God wants you to go settling for where you are. Because your financial increase is about more than you. When God wants you to break through financially, when he wants you to leave that old comfortable mountain that you've been there long enough and that whole level of income that you've been enjoying long enough because he wants to add more, it's because he's got more people in mind that he wants you to be a blessing. And he wants, he's got a greater work for you to do and it takes money for you to do it. Don't you dare suffer for folk and say, well, I, I got I, my house, I, got, I, got, I live in, in 1,500 square feet. Well, you can't help that many people in 1,500 square feet. Ain't nothing wrong with 1,500 square feet. But what if God wanted to give you 3,000? What if God wanted to give you 5,000 square feet? Not just so you could walk around empty looking around. Hey, 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 hey. What if God wanted to give you a larger place because he's got more people for you to help? I can't get no clapping. I can't get no... What if God wanted to increase you because there were people whose lives would be influenced immediately at your increase? And all of it would be for the kingdom of God. You can't keep it anyway. There are other mountains you need to move from, but I want to deal with this one as we close this, this morning. You've been here long enough at this place. You've been cycling around collecting your check yeah I'm speaking that I'm speaking that to some of you right here some of you God will put financial opportunities in your face and you do absolutely nothing about it because you're satisfied did you see how quiet it got baby he'll give you opportunities to earn more because the kingdom of God is constantly expanding and it needs your influence. Wow. Oh, dead dreams have died up. The things that God promised you and the things that God again and again spoke to you and said, you will have this and you will do this and that's what I have. And you have reached a level greater than what you started and you're looking back and comparing what you have now to what you had then that was the problem with the parents of these children's 
these children's parents, that was their problem. They looked at slavery where they came from and looked at the freedom they had. And if they wanted a greater freedom, it would cost them a war. And they didn't want to go to war. So they circled around that mountain until every last one of them died. It's not that God didn't love them, he just couldn't use them. Lord have mercy. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to mightily use you. Come on, tell him, he wants to make his name great through you. Okay, I got to stop this. Look, <clears throat> whatever cycle you've been in is devised to keep you because the enemy knows when you break through that cycle, you will tear his kingdom down. He knows, he knows that when you discover what it is the Lord really want, wanted to fulfill with your life, he knows his day is done. You have to decide, Lord. The Lord let them decide. You're going in? Little warfare you got to deal with. You're going in, you're staying out. Not a question of my love. I'll love you till you die. But I'd rather you die in the dream than die on the fringe of the, of the dream. Not about how I care. I'll care for you in the desert. Your shoes won't wear out. Your clothes won't wear out. I'll take care of you where you are. But what I really want is you to get way past that so I bless you so much and now I'm using you to take care of somebody else. I can't get none. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Some of you have to get past your immediate needs so you can get in, into a place where God really, really show enough wants to use you. Okay, I got to go there. Sweet, come on, baby. Come on. I, I'm going to stop with this. So I, I, I end it when she comes. I'm coming down there. Joshua had to reorganize everybody, had to get them all lined up, had to get them focused in a whole different direction. If you look and see their preparation, they even had to gather what they, what they had together. They had to get all their resources together because they were about to do something. In Okay, come with me. Oh, come with me, baby. And welcome. You know we can walk. <laughs> they had to, they had to re, refocus the folks. They had to reset the whole camp. Get everybody focused on a different, in a different direction. You know, that's been happening to Metro for the last six months. Actually, nine months. And it's no accident how God has been working with us. But I want you to hear it. Don't get happy over hearing a prophetic word. Get happy over performing a prophetic word. Come on, clap your hands and give the Lord praise.